Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Here we will delicately and tactfully walk through each psychological issue. Psych! This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. This is not intended as individual, psychological, or medical advice. Please proceed at your own risk and always defer to your individual medical or mental health care team. Basically, don't make it weird, guys. Right. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shit Your Shrink Thanks. of flowers write my name in the sand talk to myself for hours say things you don't understand i yeah. can take myself dancing oh god <laughs> we're I gonna hold, hold our own hand my own hand <laughs> yeah i can love me better than you can you can, can. better I can love you better, baby. Woo woo. Oh, God. That was real tough. I like it. (laughs) Sorry, guys. I actually thought it was pretty good. I actually thought it was pretty good. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's probably because I'm also tone deaf, but I liked it. I was (laughs) kind of vibing it. I feel like, but that's all right. Mm. Welcome, folks. This is Shit Your Shrink Things. For those of you new initiates, this is a show where two shrinks tell you what we think about life. We give you mental health facts. We give you new statistics. We give you fun skills. Then we try the skills. We do them medium well. (laughs) And then we (laughs) and then we report back about what worked and what didn't work. And uh, usually we try to add a little bit of spice and humor into the mix today. We try to make it fun. Topic. We try. It's we try. Sometimes it's a challenge. <laughs> yeah, especially when we've got a darker topic on our hands, which like today is divorce. divorce. The big D, not Dallas. Yes. So yeah. Or peen. <laughs> neither <laughs> or right, neither of those things. I feel like that song had to come out before people used like D simultaneously with yeah. penises. Yeah. That had yeah. like it was by Mark I'm Chet- sure. Chestnut. Chestnut? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I, I just knew the song. Yeah. <laughs> so, as usual, we have a what's good section of this podcast where we talk about something. We try to kind of bring the mood up. We either tell a fun story that the other person didn't know, or we, uh, yeah, or we tell something that's like a poem or a story, etc. So, you give us the details. What is good with you this weekend or this week, Michaela? My what's good is our backyard. So it is spring is in full bloom, full bloom. Mm -hmm. And it Mm -hmm. is beautiful back there. Like we moved in the midst of winter. So I had no real idea what we were fully going to have. But it is like a little fairyland back there. We have like this waterfall feature. There's a big fire pit. There's like little trails between like trees and like bushy Uh things that came up like a lot of hostas are all over the place like yeah it's amazing it's amazing that that sounds really soothing it is yeah i'm 
I'm really happy for you. Uh, I heard something that running water does something to protons. I don't know, excites protons or something. And then those protons make you feel relaxed. I don't know. Something, something physics. <laughs> but I know running, I know, I know running water is scientifically to be relaxing. relaxing. <laughs> yeah. It's, running water is scientifically proven to relax you. It I does. I don't it's remember so the nice. Details. And it's, it drowns out like if there are some other like, town noises going mm-hmm. on so it's just yeah oof. it's lovely it's, yeah summer in the midwest is I was say is that i mean it's your what's good what's your what's good yeah yeah my what's good is summer in the midwest so summer in the midwest y'all if you haven't tried it it is the life i'm i gotta be honest i'm kind of tired of people ragging on the midwest i think people it are is ragging on really us cool you never know that I mean, you never i don't know <laughs> People are always making fun of the Midwest. All right, we do love ranch. <laughs> Fair. But I, I have to say it's actually really nice. I think that there's like a kind of that thing about flyover states and that there's mm-hmm. nothing here and that there's mm-hmm. nothing to do here true. and it's boring, etc. But I don't find that to be very true at all. There's forests and there's rivers and there's lakes and you go kayaking and it's, I mean, it's really stupendous. You can go mushroom hunting. You can, like, we have all sorts of, like, tree-based <laughs> activities where you climb trees and do, like, activities and obstacle courses in trees. We have water obstacle courses. I mean, it's a really fun, fun time. Yeah, and pastures and, to walk through. Like, those are actually yeah. really beautiful. You can see so far. Like, yeah. that's something that a lot of other states don't. You know, you can't see past all the trees or the cities. Like, you can't mm-hmm. see for miles. Yeah. And this, yeah. you can see for miles, guys. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. The sunsets are something. The stars are out. Mm-hmm. It's really, you can get a picnic going underneath the stars. You can oh, yeah. watch for shooting stars. I mean, it is really something else. It's like a beautiful temperature, not too hot, too cold. So, yeah, man, like, and cost of living is radical. I, I don't want anybody to come here because <laughs> I want this, I, like, I actually want it to stay just my own. I am not yeah, yeah. actually interested in other people. Like, if you listen to those and you're like, I don't want to go there, that sounds great to me also. Don't. <laughs> uh, but I'm just saying that I do appreciate it. And it's been, it's just nice. I just, I just enjoy myself. And, you know, between like, we saw a rainbow the other day oh, after yay. the, it was like storm. a rainbow over yeah. some irises. Yeah. God, a storm I love those in storms. Over. They're so oh. amazing to watch. Yeah. Watching like a rocking chair on the porch with like wind chimes and then like the smell of irises. Y'all, what is, I don't know what's better than that. So that's my what's good this week is summer in the Midwest is here. It almost makes the winter worth it. <laughs> Well, and to be fair, hey, to deter some people, it does get really effing humid here. Like mid, yeah. like deep in the summer, it gets hot. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah, you are going to have some sweat. Your hair will not be the, the no. normal hair that you have. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> A different thing will happen to it. You'll have to find out yourself when you visit. I'm not going to spoil the surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but it won't be what you expect. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be what you want. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. So what did you try for outside of podcast experimentation this week? Mine was kind of just to bond with the hubby. And we had some nice conversations. And especially, mm-hmm. again, enjoying our backyard, we kind of talked about, I mean, we next week is our 10-year anniversary. So Oh, my gosh, that's right. Yeah. So we just kind of had some talks about, damn, like, 
Look at how far we've come. Yeah. Um, so it went good. It was. Wait, wait, what's that song? Look at how far we made it. Was it Faith Hill, maybe? Look how far we've come now, baby. Mm. They said, I bet is that sh- you'll never make never it. They never make it. Is Shania? Yeah. I don't. It's one of those. Yeah. Yeah. So you sung that song in the back. We did not sing it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we had we just kind of talked and I always enjoy having conversations. He always thinks it's funny because I like when we go on long car rides because then he's trapped and he has to talk to me yeah. for hours. <laughs> That's some like little sibling shit right there. <laughs> That's like my nightmare. I'm like, oh no, please no. I like having long conversations. I just don't like tra- feeling trapped. Is scary to me. Well, okay, yeah, but. <laughs> I, I joke because it. it's trapped, but because he can't, yeah. you know, he's in the car, but. <laughs> that sounds fun. I, say, that sounds I think fun. they're really nice conversations. I don't think he doesn't enjoy them or he wouldn't be having them. You... <laughs> well, you trapped him, Michaela. <laughs> You're like the person at strip clubs who thinks the strippers are into them. <laughs> I was the person at strip clubs who was like cheering on the strippers like, good job. Way to go. You're doing it. <laughs> You're such a mom. <laughs> that was legit how I was when I've been a few times I've been to a strip club. I like cheered on yeah. the strippers and I'm like, you have such great confidence. You're doing great. <laughs> You're all doing great. Uh, that glitter really makes you shine. Yeah. Shine bright like a diamond. Yeah. Um, that's funny. I love it. How did your homework? I don't. Okay. So my homework, I only, I think that it was about kind of like increasing kindness to my significant other. Yours yours was just supporting your clients who are going okay, through good. it. Okay, good. Good, because I did do that thing and I didn't do the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually, I think I did a really good job with clients this week. Because um, I, like I had mentioned before, I have a lot of clients who are going through divorce right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was working out well to kind of, I focused on normalizing. I focused on teaching coping skills. I focused on just being present and not judgmental. And it was working really well and just giving psychoeducational material. Yep. So that worked well. I also had like a secondary goal in my mind to be less of a crab apple. I don't know. Listen, let me just tell y'all postpartum life is it's not it does not end right away and i will tell you i am still on a journey a hormone journey that i it's just it's an up and down thing um it's uh my husband lovingly refers to it as demom like demon but demom like there is something within me a spirit that takes a hold of me i don't know what it is and it just makes me the angriest little gremlin in the entire world so i am working on exercising demom right now but there is nothing i can like I it's can't. called mom rage. it's hormones it's a mom yeah rage? That's look a it thing? up it's a thing mom rage what mm-hmm. My significant other was sharing with me that there is some, he read some article that when dads smell the top of babies' heads, it makes them less aggressive, like it soothes them because there's like a chemical on the top of babies' heads and when moms smell it, it makes them more aggressive. And I was like, well, great. I'm already like that tracks. I feel like that tracks. I mean, even in the animal realm, right? You know, like you're like, oh, don't yeah. mess with mama bear or that mama moose. Yeah. Like back yeah. away from that mom moose. Don't. Yeah. Maybe I've been smelling my baby's head too much because I'm like <laughs> crazy <laughs> full on rage. rage. So <laughs> yeah, I'm working on it. I am working on it. So I did, I met my first goal and then I had a mental secondary goal and I 
I tried. I didn't succeed, but I tried. I was like, hey, that's something. You got to start somewhere. Trying is yeah. what matters. So as we were saying earlier today, we are talking about the second part of our mini series on divorce. Yes. And last time we gave a lot of stats on divorce and just kind of the uh, context for that occurring. And this week we're going to talk a lot more about coping. It's usually our, our second part is about what do you do about this thing right. when it's going on? And so remember that uh, both of us are coming from a very non-judgmental place Mm -hmm. of this. I have seen and been affected by any number of these sorts of things. So know that everything I offer is from a good faith, good actor place. That's for sure. And Michaela as well. Right. Yeah. So to cope with divorce, you know, first and foremost, recognize that it is okay to have a slew of different feelings, right? Last time we talked about a whole bunch of them, right? We can have like fear, exhaustion, embarrassment, relief, impatience, resentment, helplessness, doubt, anger, sadness, guilt, grief, confusion, betrayal, insecurity, isolation, or even some feelings of regret. Like it is okay to have a giant mixture and it's normal to to just be have some of those conflicting emotions too, right? It's it's okay mm-hmm. to have both. Mm-hmm. And they can be really intense and you just mm-hmm. kind of have to be kind to yourself. Present. Yeah, like mm-hmm. acknowledge that you're having those emotions and be like, "All right, like this is where I'm at. This is what we're doing today. I guess yep. I'm feeling betrayed and angry." Yeah. yeah. You just you kind of label them and you go with it and meet the need that that emotion is requesting of you that day Mm -hmm. and know that they do tend to get less volatile over time, but it takes a really long time. I think that's the most common question I hear is folks who are going through this are like, how long am I going to feel like this for? Yeah. And it's, everybody's different, right? Because this, again, this is a grief response. This is a loss and grief is complicated and everybody's different on how long it's going to take. And You might be cruising along doing okay, and then all of a sudden something hits, and we're back in it. Yeah. Yep. Triggers are in – and it depends, too, on how many triggers, like if you guys had kids together Mm -hmm. or not, or pets together or not, or shared property. It just depends on how many triggers you have. Another kind of thing to cope with this split is to give yourself a break. So consider giving yourself permission to feel and to function a little bit less optimally. So if you're normally putting in A-plus effort, give yourself permission to put in B-minus effort for a period of time, maybe even Mm C-plus, C-level effort. You might not be as productive on the job. You might not care for others exactly the way you used to or you're accustomed to for a little while. No one is Superman or Superwoman. It's okay to heal, regroup, and re-energize. You don't want to just kind of keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Now, I'll say this much. For me personally, in a situation like that, it's a delicate balance because if I over-rest, then I just sit around in my own shit. Mm. But if I under-rest, then I just get worse. So I kind of got to keep myself busy, but not too busy. Right. Not so much that you're sitting there just dwelling and like rolling mm -hmm. around in the sorrow and the the Mm -hmm. struggles, but also not so busy that we're just ignoring the struggle. Yeah. 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 When I've, when I've gone through bad things before or like bad breaks before it, 
a lot of times I, I'm like a really good therapist when I'm sad. Let me just tell you what, like I am there. I don't know what kind of level of like, it's like when people put out good art or like good music when they're really sad for whatever reason, when I'm super bummed out, I'm like the best therapist in the world. So, you know, there's a level at which I don't know if it's because it's like improved empathy or something like that. Maybe just increased empathy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so I, I use it to, you know, not over help, but I use it to kind of help other people. And I think that that's even something that, you know, they talk about in AA is like helping other people ends up helping you a little bit. Right. And so being kind and supportive and there for other people on some level can sometimes help you, but don't overdo it. Yeah, it's give yourself a break, but not too much of a break. Right. Yeah. Still keep moving forward, but don't go through this alone. So because... Yeah. There is like this tendency to feel isolated during this transition. We do really need to try to find some positive means for support. So if you Mm -hmm. do have some friends or family that you can talk to to help you get through this period, or you could consider joining a support group where you can talk to others Mm -hmm. in similar situations, Mm -hmm. you know, isolating yourself is going to raise your stress level and reduce your concentration, cause those issues in work and with some of your other relationships and overall health. So Don't be afraid to talk to people and, you know, seek therapy if you need to, right? Because this is, this Mm -hmm. is a major life transition and having a supportive person to talk to is huge. Yeah, that's one of the times where people, you know, have sought me out the most is when they're going through a breakup Mm -hmm. or a divorce. I think that's totally, totally normal or they're thinking about it. Uh, The one thing I would caution, so support groups, like in-person support groups, are pretty good usually and online support groups can be pretty good but I would say just be careful what kind of community you're joining like keep your eyes open for that because I see a mix I don't know if you've seen the like kind of toxic there are some yeah there there are some toxic people and there's some people who join it and they really they ended up like stirring up your shit so I mean Mm -hmm. be careful be aware yeah exactly exactly because you're more vulnerable Yeah, it's rebounding is okay in this situation, too. But just be careful who you rebound with. Right. Just like go, go slow at first. Yeah, um, because we're all in vulnerable positions. This is grief. And you don't want to it's kind of like you don't want to make any huge financial decisions like six months within six months of grief. It's the same with divorce, like any financial advisor would tell you that. And I would say as a therapist, I'm I'm pretty much I don't hate the idea of a new relationship or a new friendship. Yeah, or no, or anything like not. that. Don't hate it. It's great. Just make sure you've got eyes open and, and even that there's somebody that you trust just kind of like watching and making sure that, you know, you're, the, the social supports you're letting in are healthy and happy. Right. Yeah. So you also want to cope by making sure to take care of yourself emotionally and physically. It's often physically is a really good place to start. Mm -hmm. This is a personal favorite of mine. You want to be good to yourself and your body. You want to take time to exercise, eat well, and relax. If you can't control a lot about what's going on, you can put vegetables in your face. You can choose to put vegetables in your face. (laughs) You can choose to go on a walk. Right. right? It's not, you don't got to like go run a a marathon or anything like that, but just also next to the Cheetos, put a zucchini in there. Right. (laughs) Right. Keep your normal routines as much as possible. Try to avoid making major decisions or changes, just like we're talking about. Try, try. We know. We know that whiskey and divorce, they go together. We know. Yeah. But try not to drink so much whiskey. Right. Or drink so many cigarettes. Or eat so many cigarettes. 
eat? Smoke? <laughs> oh, what do you do oh, with no. cigarettes? We got some pikas <laughs> happening. <laughs> there was a time while I was pregnant where I really did want to eat smoke. So maybe that's <laughs> some subconscious <laughs> level there. <laughs> yeah, just try not to overuse the substances, essentially. Right. Like, you want to keep your physical health well because it's already you're already having a hard time. So try not to add to it. Yeah. And avoid power struggles and arguments with your spouse or former spouse or former partner, whoever that is. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. if a discussion begins to turn into a fight, maybe just calmly suggest that you both try talking again later or walk away or even hang up the phone, right? Like, we are trying to resolve things and we don't need Mm -hmm. to just get into battles, right? That's part of why we're leaving this relationship is we're tired of yeah. the the struggle. We're tired of tired of the battles all the time. So yeah. don't don't engage in them. Walk away and say, mm-hmm. okay, we'll try again. We'll try to talk about this later. I'm I'm not doing right. this with you right now. What's that? It's like a saying I said that last time. It's like don't roll around in the mud with the pigs because you'll both get the, the dirty. dirty but the pig is gonna like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's the same thing. It's just like You're just going to feel shitty after you argue with this person. It's not going to make you feel better. There's no point that you're going to Right. You're probably not going to resolve anything. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to be like, oh, you know what? You're totally right. Let's, one, not get divorced. Two, I'm going to change all my behaviors. And three, here's my money. Right? Like, there's not, like, a big set of points that you're going to make that's going to be an aha. Try to, you know, go with small... Uh, points, small battles, and not even view them as battles, but because you're not going to win, it's just more like, how are we going to get through this, essentially? Mm-hmm. I think the expectation is always, I'm going to win something, or I'm going right. to battle this person. It's like, that's not, it's going to be useful to your mental health, no. ultimately. No. Yeah. And you want to actually consider taking time to explore your own interests. Yeah. I cannot tell you how many people get out of relationships, and they're like, I don't even honestly know who I am anymore. Yep. Like, I don't know what I like. Yep. I don't know what I enjoy doing. So reconnect with some things you enjoy doing apart from your spouse. You know, have you always wanted to take up painting or play on an intramural softball team? Sign up for a new class. Invest time in your hobbies. Volunteer. Take time to enjoy life and make new friends. I mean, I I remember actually this is like a, <laughs> this is like sad, but also effective is I wrote a list of things I like because I, you know, sometimes you can't remember. Sometimes When so you're I in distress, like, yeah. Yeah, I know. I This sounds like so silly. This is very Jessica Jones, like <laughs> after Kilgrave. I don't know those of you who've watched Jessica Jones, but, you know, she used to like remind herself of her address when she was triggered. <laughs> but I actually will write a list of things that I like that make me me. And one of the things that I always start with is like, I'm sunny. I like light roast coffee with cinnamon and a little bit of cream. And then I keep keep going. Like, I'm sunny. I like thunderstorms and watching them roll over the Midwest. I'm sunny. I like spending my time in trees, right? Like, I kind of, like, remind myself what it uh, is that I enjoy. Yeah. And it starts really slow. And sometimes you only get three or four things on there. But soon your list will will grow about things that you like and things that make you you. And it doesn't mean the other person is bad or that you are bad. It just means that sometimes when you've been in something for so long, you don't know. You You don't lose a part of yourself. Yeah. I mean, you've been in the battle so much and focused on that and focused on like trying to save whatever you could save that Mm -hmm. people get disconnected from who they were or who they Mm -hmm. even want to be, right? Maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, we just kind of lost that person that we were initially trying to be or wanted to be. 
Yeah, exactly. Life, uh, life takes you in strange pathways and sometimes you need to be your own light. And, you know, I think like keep even keep a journal about that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, or sometimes it can be really healing to if your spouse was less than pleasant. Now, this is not always true for everybody, but if your spouse was less than pleasant and they were always kind of like making fun of things you wanted to do, mm-hmm. go do those things. Oh, my Have God. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, if you wanted to always play Dungeons and Dragons and you thought that was badass, but your spouse was like, no, that's nerdy, then you can go play Dungeons and Dragons now. Like, enjoy, like, try to capitalize on some of the freedom. It may still be sad. You're not going to feel entirely happy while you're doing it. That's not the goal. It's just to start. Yes. The only goal is to start. Right. And then as best as you can, try to think positively. I I know easier said than done. You know, things may not be the same, but finding new activities and friends and moving forward with reasonable expectations will make this transition easier. Be flexible. If you have children, you know, family traditions will still be important, but some of them may need to be adjusted. You know, help create new activities. Remind yourself that this is just a chapter of life and it may feel like a long, painful chapter, but this too shall pass. Nothing, nothing lasts forever. Everything is temporary. You're going to get through this. Like, Mm -hmm. and on the other side, I'm going to be happy that I made that journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as a reminder, think positively doesn't mean that you reduce or like make the negative. Right. This is not toxic positivity. Yeah. It's just add in something that you're hopeful about. Add in something that you're enjoying. Add in something that could be cool about the future, is all. Right. We also want to talk a little bit about uh, children and how that can kind of add another layer of complication when going through a divorce. So basically, if you have children with your ex, how the heck do you manage that? Mm -hmm. And this is like, oof, everybody's got their own battle here. This is like what we're going to say is not end all be all. It's just things to consider. Yeah. What we don't want is for our kids to feel caught in the middle or used as pawns in the games played by the adults that are separating, right? Right. The children are also grieving. Uh, Not only Mm -hmm. the loss of their family, but the availability of both parents whenever they feel the need to talk with them or interact with them. Mm -hmm. And the kids might feel angry at one or both of the parents for leaving or changing the family because they didn't choose it. It just kind of happened. Or, you know, honestly, they may feel nothing. They may feel relief. It could be They definitely okay could them. feel some relief. I mean, if there was a lot of yelling and fighting, mm-hmm. they could feel mm-hmm. relief. Yeah. So it could, it could go either way, but just know that they have their own emotional experience. And these kids are not kind of like there for manipulation you especially we uh, what we hate to see is somebody being like well you know mommy does this and she's so bad for these reasons none of that we Mm -hmm. don't want to see that towards kids or daddy does this and he's so bad for these reasons we don't we just kind of want to be there available to answer questions Mm -hmm. and to ease the transition but not necessarily to implant or manipulate any sort of emotions towards the other adult yeah It's very important to allow the children to just kind of express their feelings, listen without judgments, and let the child go with whatever it is they're feeling. You can also offer to get them into therapy if that's something that feels useful or uh, talking with a trusted, you know, family friend or family member, etc. Yeah. So let's talk a little about some do's and don'ts of Mm co-parenting. So mm-hmm. we'll start with the do's. <laughs> yeah, the do's. So so let's let's be clear out here. These are like 
therapeutic dues. Yes. And therapeutic dues often do not align with legal dues. So let me just be really clear. Legal advice and therapeutic advice do not often align. That happens a lot. So this is a world in which, like, your legal stuff is going well. Yes. And everybody is on board. That is not always true. Right. This is both parties are trying to actually co-parent yeah. and put the child first, and we're not fisticuffs every time we interact, which, again, yeah. not always the case. Oh, in my experience, never, never the no, fucking case. No. But again, <laughs> let, me, yeah, no, let me be really no, you're honest. Right. It's pretty, I've never yeah. really seen it not be a little bit nasty. Yeah, it sometimes get a little bit nasty, so make sure to like run this like... This is the ideal of healthy, and if you can even pick one of these things, then that's badass. This is, like, what you want to try for, (laughs) but it may not always work that way. Run this advice by your attorney. (laughs) Okay, so the first one is you want to commit to making co-parenting an open dialogue with your ex. So you want to arrange to do this through email, texting, voicemail, letters, or face-to-face conversations. There are even websites where you can upload schedules, you can share information and communicate so you and your ex don't have to directly touch base. That can sometimes be helpful. I will say that I've seen it be the case where your attorney will advise you, like, don't open any co-parenting contracts without me and the other attorney present. Yeah. shit will go south. Yeah. So. And sometimes they say you can't have face-to-face. You can only communicate through this app. Or whatever. Yeah. But then half the time, you know, we all know how sometimes with texting we misinterpret what we're saying. So then it actually yeah. like hires shit off even worse. <laughs> yeah. I have a client right now who's going through a divorce and he's just convinced the attorneys are doing all of this to get more money. So like uh, you that's know, an and that's a, too. Yeah. I've seen that kind of happen before too. Or at least that's their perspective as well. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes I'll see people who are, like, getting divorced actually get more mad at the attorney, attorney and then weirdly work together. <laughs> and if that's what has to happen to, like, not pay the attorney money, that's totally fine. No shade to divorce attorneys, obviously. Some, some of them are just really just trying to do the best that they can. But, yeah, this is an option is make sure that there's clear co-parenting scheduling. Yeah. What else should we consider? Try to have your rules be consistent and agreed upon for both households. So as much as kids may fight it children do need routine and structure you know issues Mm -hmm. like mealtime bedtime completing chores kind of need to be consistent and the same goes Mm -hmm. for like schoolwork and projects you know trying to run that tight ship helps create a sense of security and predictability for the kids so you know no matter where your kid is they know that certain rules are going to be enforced like you know the deal we can't watch a movie before Mm -hmm. mealtime right right I think, too, like, again, if that's if that ends up being a legal battle, you can have that sort of stuff in like a co-parenting contract right. where it's like, OK, like generally we're going to have bedtimes around this time and meal times around this time. And here's the school they're going to, et cetera, so that there's some sort of level of consistency. I think having some sort of commitment to like uplifting language around the house yes. can be useful. Kind of make it a rule to you know, have the kids at least try to have an optimistic opinion towards the other person, even though it might not be music to your ears, right? Right. It doesn't feel good when somebody is talking positively about your ex, but for the kids, unless there is some sort of like abuse going on, obviously, then it can often be useful to be supportive, like a united front in front of the kids, if you can be, even if the relationship itself isn't working out. Yeah. Try to agree on boundaries and behavioral guidelines. 
for raising the kiddos so that there is some consistency in their lives, regardless of which parent they're with at any given time. Even though we're separating, like, as much as we can be unified in these are our rules, like, I'm I'm on the same page with your dad, your mom. I, you know, mm-hmm. I know it sucks, but the, them's the rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That tends to help. Yeah. And have an extended family plan. Yeah. So just know what role the extended family is going to play in in the family plan. This is often a bone of contention. Yes. Boy, mother-in-laws come into extended family planning so much. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I see that so much in therapy. Who do you want your kids around? Who do you not want them around? And seeing if you can come to some sort of agreement that will help both parents feel comfortable. Uh, that will usually also kind of give the, the parents a break. And so that can be useful as well. What else? You know, just recognize that co-parenting is going to challenge you, right? Oh, yeah. We are going to probably make some accommodations in our parenting style, you know, not because yep. necessarily that our ex wants them, because it's what our kids need. Yeah. We have to have a little bit of flexibility so we can have a common ground and and work together in being there for our kiddos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And try to just kind of be aware of slippery slopes. So, you know, the kids are going to test boundaries and rules, especially if there is going to be a chance to kind of split the parents yeah. and then get something that they couldn't normally obtain. So this is why you want to have a united front, because if, you, if you're splitting, then they're going to become more unmanageable, essentially. Like over time, the kids are not going to understand consistent boundaries. Yeah. It's good to be boring, all right? You know, yeah. research shows that kids need time to do ordinary things. Like, we don't want yeah. just to have, like, I'm the fun parent and I'm the rule parent. And I think that yeah. happens a lot where, like, one yeah. person's a heavy and then the other person, they always get to go have fun, do fun things. Yeah. We don't we don't want to create that. The heavy. That's so freaking funny. That was a way that was a good way to say that. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> I definitely. Are, are you the heavy? <laughs> I would probably be. I don't know. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I, I do tend to give in when baby cries. But I mean, it's hard to yeah. judge that right now when they're so little. Yeah, TBD, TBD. Yeah, Yeah, I like that. Be boring. Uh, You want to update often, too. Know that this parenting plan is dynamic and flexible. It's going to be emotionally painful, but you would just want to keep each other informed about the changes in your life or challenges to circumstances that may be difficult. And just make sure the kid is never, ever the primary source of information. Little kids are not good historians, y'all. Yeah. And honestly, they shouldn't have to be. That's not their job. They're not the parent. You need to, it sucks, but you need to communicate to make sure that the kids are taken care of. Now, always just know when I say these things, (laughs) I'm going to say this a million times. This is assuming that the relationship isn't emotionally, physically, or sexually abusive. Right. Then that would be true. If there are any of the, or like financially exploitative, if these things are going on, then these rules kind of go out the window and it ends up being like guerrilla warfare. Because like, you have to keep yourself and the kids safe. Yeah. But this is, yeah, this is assuming that, Everybody's okay, safe, and the relationship is just ended because there's a values conflict. Right. And I mean, with that kind of in mind, try to go for the high notes, right? Each of you do have valuable strengths as a parent. And try mm-hmm. to remember to recognize those different traits in you and that your ex have. Like reinforce that awareness yeah. with your kids. So speaking positively about your ex teaches children that despite differences, you can still appreciate positive things about them. You know, mm-hmm. mommy's mm-hmm. really good at making you feel better when you're sick. Daddy's much better at organizing than I am. You know, like trying to yeah. positively note things. 
Yeah, I think there's definitely a thing going on in our culture right now where it's like you can't disagree. That's like not okay or something. It's like actually it's really good and healthy to have some level of conflict and also understand that there are strengths to the other person. Like that's a really cool cognitive flexibility thing that people should be taught. Yes. The don'ts. The don'ts of (laughs) co-parenting. So these are going to... These are going to seem obvious, but they're easier said than done. Yes. So don't emotionally burden your child. Emotionally charged issues about your ex should never be part of your parenting. Let me say that again. Don't do it. Never sabotage your child's relationship with your ex by trash talking. Don't use your child to gain information. God, that one drives me crazy. Mm -hmm. Do not use your child to gain information about the things going on with your ex or about an issue. They know what you're doing. Yeah. Right? Kids kids are really young, but they understand that pattern. Research shows that putting children in the middle of your adult issues promotes feelings of helplessness and insecurity. It causes children to question their own strengths and abilities. And frankly, it makes them feel responsible for your emotions. Yes. Stop it. Yes. Stop they're, doing that. They're now hard. not put into a kid role. They're now put into an adult role. And that's not what we want. Yeah. We don't want it. We don't want it. And hey, if you've done it, no shade at all. No shade at all. There's always time to change. Exactly. Right? Yep. There's always time. Try not to jump to conclusions or condemn your ex. So when you do hear things from your kids that make you bristle, take a breath, kind of take a step back. It's always good to remain neutral when these things happen. Mm -hmm. You can always try to collect more information from your ex Research shows that your children can learn to resent or distrust you if you kind of cheer them on for that. Now, again, this is not in a abusive situation, right? Yeah. Again, like, not abusive. <laughs> this yeah. is we this say is, that a million times. Yeah, this is this. If it's is, abusive, really, if, if there's an abusive, crazy situation going on, then recon is recon. Like shit has to like yes. you have to go on Maslow's hierarchy of needs and get safe first, right? Um, but right, if it's just like standard values differences, then right, okay, yeah. We also don't want to give in to guilt. So divorce is really painful and it often conjures up many emotions and not being in your child's life on a full-time basis can cause you to convert your guilt into kind of overindulgence. So understand the psychology of, you know, parent guilt and how to recognize that granting wishes without limits is really not good. So I know that you might, man, I've seen this so many times, is like you might feel guilty because the divorce is happening. Mm-hmm. So then you're giving your kids like a pony or whatever, something that you would never, never normally give yeah. them. Research shows that the children can become self-centered and lack empathy and believe that they need to get everything that they want and they have a level of entitlement. And so like, even though you feel really guilty about what's going on, it's not a... It's not licensed to kind of overdo it, decrease all boundaries. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So you need to kind of keep some information about the dynamics of a need versus a want, as well as taming some impulsivity. Don't punish your ex either by allowing your kids to wiggle out of some responsibility, you know. And again, this is, you know, age appropriate. But like loosening the reins just because you want to be a thorn in their side is... (laughs) That's just not. Yeah. That's just not. Please don't. Like, I know mommy <laughs> likes you to get your homework done first, but we can do that later. Like, again, we want to be united front. Rules are the rules. Yeah. You know, this This is what we're going to do. Oh, don't tell daddy that I gave you all this extra stuff. Like, no, guys. Yeah. If you need to get your negative emotions out, you know, find a different outlet. That's Our kids are not 
what we want yeah, to be. No, you know, exercise, talk to your trusted friend. That, those can yield mm-hmm. similar results and releases and are just a healthier means than putting that mm-hmm. weight on your kid. And hey, you you can light your ex up with your friend. If you hate Oh yeah. Your ex, Hell yeah. You can light like up. go to girls or boys night, have yes. some tequila and just like yell yes. about them. We are not saying that you have to be a saint. No. Just light it up yeah. in front of the kids if you can. Right. Right. <laughs> be be really aware of how you're say- talking about them in front of the kids. But everywhere exactly. else, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. Let it go. <laughs> yeah, just it's just be wild. That's fine. Be angry. The last part is try not to accuse. Just try to discuss. So never remain quiet about something about where your ex's co-parenting is doing is troubling you. If you don't have a good personal relationship with your ex, you can create a b- working kind of business arrangement. Like this is your coworker. We all have coworkers we don't like yep. that we have to work with yep. on a fucking group project. We have all been there. Yeah. So kind of view it that way. It's like, I hate this coworker, but if I don't do this group project with them, like everything is going to suck. Yes. So I have to get along with them. So communicating about co-parenting is extremely vital for your child's healthy development. So no finger pointing, you know, or you keep doing this kind of talk. The best approach when communicating is to make your child the focal point. So I see the kid is doing this and this after they return from your visit. Do you have any ideas about what we could do? Notice there's none of those you words in there. No accusatory tone or finger pointing. So kind of all in all. Try to be the healthiest person you you personally can be, and that's going to make you a healthy parent. You can't choose how your partner parents your child, but you can offset it with healthy parenting. You can be a good role model, and you can coach your child through some rough patches. And and there is some research that shows that even one healthy parent, one healthy adult is enough. It's surprising, but it is enough. Yeah, Yeah. one high-functioning parent is enough to help a child grow into a thriving adult. So, you know, Mm -hmm. if your partner appears to be manipulating or using the kids as pawns, like the antidote is you being the warmth, you being the consistent, you showing the role model of this is actually how we're supposed to be doing this. Yeah. And it's it's wild because like, you know, a lot of people are like, it is not fair. And it's let me not. just be honest. No, it's not fair. It's not fair at all. It's like, not. It's not it's fair. Not. And, you shouldn't. and for a period there, you know, if they are trying to be the fun guy and you're trying to be consistent, right? It mm-hmm. it can kind of, it can tip the scales and you are like, but my kid doesn't see it. Like all they see, well, they're young still. Yeah. Like they're when young. they get to their 30s, when they get to their 20s, Absolutely. guess what they're going to actually finally they're recognize? Gonna they're going to be like, oh, wow, that know. parent always shit talked. And that parent was always like consistent and there and supportive and yeah. like my base. Yep. Damn. Yeah. Like it is crazy. Kids always let me just repeat this again when if you're in the middle of this and you're dealing with an ex who is acting turnt and you're being the, you know, kind of solid kind consistent one kids always know Mm -hmm. i've never ever had a situation as a therapist where the kids didn't eventually end up getting it yes the kids always get it they're smart kids gravitate naturally when they get older to things that are healthy yes and consistent and helpful and they know that right in their bones they know that so even though temporarily they're gonna be like nine million legos yeah Right. Like like eventually they're going to understand what the difference was between setting boundaries and not. Yeah. Yeah. So be be that parent, even if the other person's being a total turd ball. 
<laughs> you can't control them, right? We've had that conversation a billion times. We can't control other people. It drives us bonkers. We're trying to yep. be com- communicate and fair. be consistent. It's not fair. Yeah. No. But you you can control you and yeah. you can get through this and someday it will be better. Yes. I always I'm always the person who gets the pity party, like, why do I always have to be the one who acts good and they can act like fool, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like that's my pity party that I always have. Like I I have that pity party for myself like once a month or something <laughs> like that. Like, why do I have to have the good behavior and everybody else around me could be crazy, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? At the end of the day, like trust me, the rewards of trying to be healthy and trying to take care of yourself and trying to be, you know, be the change you want to see sort of thing. Yeah. It really does work. Mm-hmm. Um and it's funny. I love how you have down here on the, on the outline that the research shows that the kids only need yes. one high functioning parent because my brain was just like, oh, yeah, the research. And then I realized that you had it down there. Yeah, I know. I I, <laughs> Lower. I, I knew that so you already funny. just knew. I was like, all right, we'll just. <laughs> I guess we're just doing this. <laughs> we're just Sunny's brain is just saying whatever it wants to say. So this is kind of our mini series on divorce. Based on this, what do we want to try for outside of session podcast experimentation? Well, part of why I did end up picking this topic was because I also have like a buttload of clients right now experiencing mm-hmm. divorce and going through this. And I even have some close friends kind of struggling with some of this stuff. So I just want to make sure that I am aware that I'm providing positive support, that I am encouraging and, uh, you know, I am being that sounding board or that person that they can, you know, they can come to and like let it all out. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's. It's about that time, I'd say, where uh, everybody is starting to have round one or two of divorces. That's like a thing that happens, you know, like it's like a 20s, everybody's getting married, 30s, there's lots of divorces happening. Mm-hmm. And then late 30s, early 40s, like another round of marriages it's, or our first round of marriages for some folks. And yeah, it seems like it's just going to go in waves. And so like kind of riding the wave and be supportive for people who haven't found their forever person just yet. Is, yeah. Right on. Definitely. I love that. How about you? Uh, I'm just going to just work really hard on <laughs> exercising the demons that my hormones have created. <laughs> I don't know. I'm doing my best. I'm just going to try. I don't. Th- okay. Here's here's what's up. I've been overly busy. I yeah. did it to myself again. All of our podcast listeners know that I will like create boundaries and set up time and space for myself and then I'll do really well and I'll feel really good and then I'll overcommit to something because I'm feeling really good and then I end up in the same position again and again. This is what I do. <laughs> now. The lesson has been <laughs> learned, dang it. We're not doing <laughs> it again. <laughs> this is my sickness. And then I'm a butthead when I am overly busy. Now, my commitments have ended and I will not be overly busy. So I want to return to self-care. And yeah. then self-care always makes me less of a butthole. And so that will prevent divorce. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Like, this is how I've connected the dots. <laughs> This is my self-diagnosis. So that's going to work. That's what I'm going to work on. Like my bath, my iced coffee. I've I've gotten back into running in the morning. And when I go for a run in the morning, I am just like a, I am a different human being. Yeah. That used to be how I started my day. I used to not drink coffee. I used to run. I want to get back to that too, but I have yet to find, I don't know, whatever. I, I I become a different, like I'm a whole Mr. Rogers ass person. If I go for a run in the morning. If I have not, to get I'm around like... so early for the times that I have to, like, commute and everything, though. So, like, there's I no know. effing way I could do that on, like, actual work days. 
I know. I know. 5 a.m. is not a time. 4 a.m. is not a time. No. Those are not times. No. Those are not real times. Yeah. That's not a time I to be you. out running in the middle of nowhere. Like, that's how, yeah, that's that's how horror be. movies start. Like, don't do that. <laughs> I've seen this show. Uh, yeah, I know this movie. <laughs> so uh, that's my homework. Do I like it. Do you have it. any jokes for me? I do. A dentist and a manicurist decided to get a divorce. They fought tooth and nail. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. I've got, I've got one. I, I like it. Tooth and nail. That's okay. You know, I haven't talked to my wife in about 18 months. I don't like to interrupt her. Oh, God. <laughs> there's a little, there's a little boomer humor for all of us. <laughs> uh. All right. Hit me with another one. The therapist asked my wife why she wanted to end our marriage. She said she mm-hmm. hated all the constant Star Wars puns. <laughs> I looked at the okay. therapist and said, divorce is strong with this one. <laughs> okay. I love it. Okay, I got one more for you. That one's good. Uh, why should you never break up with a goalie? Why? Because they're a keeper. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Wait, wait, wait. One more time. I met a guy at a bar. His name was Microsoft. He asked if he could crash at my place tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that took me a little second. I was like, wait, uh-oh. Uh-uh. <laughs> hey. Well, thank you so much for listening to our part two mini series on divorce. Yeah. We look forward to seeing you next week. All of your shit, you chic fans. And if you are liking what we are doing, feel free to place a tip in our tip jar at www.patreon.com forward slash shit your shrink thinks and if financial contributions are an option feel free to like rate subscribe yeah. follow us and just or just share us with a friend yes download the hell of it out of us and share us with a friend that's amazing so we'll take it yeah that helps well we thank you so much again and we will see you next week yep see you next time bye, bye.